Hello, insiders, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Ash, along with co-host... Eb Wilkinson. Broadcasting live from the modern KVOI broadcast complex in Tucson, Arizona, welcoming you to a special Missing in America Candidate Palooza edition of Inside Track. Eb and I continue to, re, uh, to introduce Republican candidates for you to get to know them. After we hear from Sean Fund about the Missing in America project, U.S. Senate GOP primary candidate Jim Lehman joins us. And after the bottom of the hour break, Juan Siscomani, GOP congressional candidate in District 6, will close out the show. So fasten your seatbelts, and we're going to have a big one today. By the way, it's not too often the world celebrates Passover, Easter, Ramadan, and we have a pink moon all at the same time. I wonder what the astrologers think about this. Our family enjoyed a great Passover Seder last night. Young Bodie Paul Ash found the Afi Coleman and earned his $10 reward. He told me he's going to buy a Godzilla toy. A personal note, last night also marked the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking into the major leagues with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Every player on every team will wear his jersey number this weekend, wearing the number 42, all in Dodger blue. The Dodgers beat the Reds 3-1. to one. Baseball and the world are the better. They're a better place because of Jackie. Hey, yep. thanks for tuning in this afternoon. We welcome your calls to the Corazon Cabinet live line at 790-2040. And before we get going, let me remind you that Inside Track is brought to you by our great supporters, Jamie and Gary Kipper from Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Their junk is your treasure. Call Jamie or Craig at 209-1576. And of course, Eric Rudin at Essential Pest Control, who shares your dislike of bugs, vermin, and weeds. Call the Essential team at 886-3029. And Bruce, as far as Essential goes, Tammy had her yard sprayed with a pre-emergent. Nothing. Not a thing. Yeah, by, it, by yard, too. It Doing works well. Job. And, of course, Joy and Allie at Corazon Cabinets. High-quality cabinets for your home you'll love at a price you can afford. As I reported earlier, Bruce ordered his new cabinets for the guest house. And two weeks later, the cabinets are ready to be installed. That's quick. Yeah, they did. They did a great job with that. Yeah, call Corazon Cabinet at 488-2266 to find out how easy it is to work with the Corazon team. Also supporting Inside Track is my friend, the aforementioned Eb Wilkinson uh, from Wilkinson Wealth Management. Let Eb help you never have to depend upon socialist security. Call him at 777-1911. All of our sponsors are locally owned family-run businesses you can depend upon. Eb and I do, so should you. Well, Eb, we're uh, waiting for Sean Fund to join us. Uh, we're um, hoping he'll be here in just a moment. Uh, Sean has been involved with the Missing in America project for several years, and there's a big event coming up uh, this uh, upcoming Saturday, I think. Sean's going to tell us all about it. I think he's calling in right now, and uh, when Tom gets them in the queue here, we'll uh, talk with our friend Sean. Sean, are you there? Yes, Bruce. Thank you uh, for the opportunity to speak about Missing in America Project today. Yeah. Hey, uh, Sean, let me read a short opinion piece from the Amarillo Globe News about the Missing in America Project. Quote, it can sometimes be easy to forget the heroism of the community's veterans, to think that they have faded to irrelevance with the passage of time. But that would be a mistake. Keeping their sacrifices in mind is one of the best ways 
we can remember why this country is great. Wow. Yes, that's fantastic and uh, very appropriate and accurate for all the veterans who have served uh, this great nation of ours and who, for whatever reason, uh, become estranged from their families, um, have um, become detached from society, been living on the street. At the very least, we deserve these. We deserve to give these men and women an honorable burial. That's the least of things we can do. There are many organizations out there helping our veterans, and I pray, like other people involved with veteran organizations, that that will continue to be so. But um, this is the way I think I have told you and your listeners in the past that I personally give back. Um, my father was in the Army, U.S. Uh, Air Corps, before it became the Army, and uh, I have uncles and friends who are in the military. So to me, this is my way of giving back, even though I'm in law enforcement. And some people who have told me already that we're similar, law enforcement and uh, the military, um, I believe that uh, at the very least, if I can render honors to a veteran who have served this nation with honor and distinction, that's something I should be doing. Hey, Sean, tell us there's a there's an event coming up, uh, internment uh, here very shortly. Tell us briefly about that because we want to make sure that everybody knows when and where it is and how they might be able to participate if they're available. So I will... Um, I have posted some information on Facebook, and I will do so again through our regular media contacts. But the ceremony will begin at 10 o'clock at the Arizona Veterans Memorial Cemetery in Marana. Which day? Um, On the 23rd of April. So that's next Saturday, Saturday. 10 a.m. at the Arizona Veterans uh, Memorial uh, Cemetery up off the freeway uh, in Marana, right? Correct. Correct. And if there are individuals who wish to um, participate in the escort with a variety of military organizations and uh, come possibly carry veterans' cremains uh, during our service, they are more than welcome to come. Um, We have great support from the law enforcement community uh, again this year, and we should have no issue regarding getting our large contingent safely from the Adair Funeral Home in Oral Valley all the way up to the Marana Cemetery. Hey, Sean, Ebb here. Um, First of all, as a vet, I truly want to thank you for what you do. It's much needed. Second of all, how do our listeners support the work of the Missing in America Project? They can go on our website. Um, If you go on www.miap.usa, you will see the... uh, the website in general, and then they have all the states listed. And if you click on Arizona, it'll bring up the Arizona page, and you'll be able to see all the events and things that are scheduled for the future. You also can Google us, um, Southern Arizona Missing in America Project, Missing in America Project Arizona in Arizona, and you'll get a variety of past events that we've participated in. Hey Perfect. Sean. Hey Sean. Thanks very. Thanks very much for, for coming on to the show and telling us what's going on. Uh, we'll uh, direct our listeners uh, at the end of the show where they can find out. Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and take our first break and hear messages from our great supporters. You're listening to Inside Track. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Republican primary candidate for U.S. Senate Jim Layman. 
I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to TucsonIronRetail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you think what's happening in Ukraine can't happen here, think again. Look who's occupying the White House. This is one of many things our forefathers predicted and ensured those rights in our Constitution. We manage money for gun owners. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. I'm here. Bruce is here. We welcome your calls and comments on the Corazon Cabinet Live line at 790-2040. Our show is always better with your calls. Our guest for the next several minutes is Jim Lehman, GOP primary candidate for U.S. Senate. Hey, Jim, we ask this of all our guests, the same question on their first appearance here on Inside Track. What is the stated purpose of government? Very simple uh, for the citizens of our country to protect our life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and in today's world, I'd call that so pursue the American dream. This is a country that's unique. There's only one like in the world, 245 years. That's why I'm running, because it is in imminent danger of losing those rights. Ding, follow ding, up, ding. Follow up, Bruce. So a little background on Jim. Uh, Jim Lehman is a veteran. Uh, who served six years in the U.S. Army, airborne uh, officer in Europe. Uh, Jim was a Fortune 500 executive with more than 30 years' experience in engineering and construction of large-scale power plants. Jim founded the Arizona-based DEPCON Power and grew it to employ more than 1,700 employees with a focus on hiring veterans. And 20% of them uh, working on his staff were veterans. DEPCON donated 10% of their net income to charities across the country, a total of $8 million. Um, Jim, you say you're an American first conservative. What does that mean? It is to put this country back in perspective of our standing in the world because our citizens deserve it. And to be practical and look at examples, I think, speak highly, and that is American manufacturing, we have 
allowed politicians to sell out this country that our citizens don't come first. America must come first. Example, they've allowed Chinese manufacturing companies who do not comply with the same emissions, safe working conditions, FICA, you name it, to put that product in this country without a tariff that levelizes it. That must stop. American mining, which our beautiful state is a leader and should be a very dominant uh, even more in a, uh, basically a world leader is that we have allowed the EPA Forest Service BLM to overemphasize their side of the equation versus American strategic advantage in mining along the great jobs that our citizens should be having and that balance has got to come back yes we all want clean air and water Chinese uh, in have no regard for it and it's two or three times uh, more filthy there than what we do the correct way here, energy dominance, America first and foremost to provide for own strategic needs and the needs of our citizens. We should never, ever be on a knee asking Iranian sheiks and mullahs and terrorists. Venezuelan dictators. Dictators, the Russian oligarchs, to send us more oil. America comes first, and we have the resources, and by gosh, I intend to get that through the thick skulls of people in Washington, D.C. Uh, I don't have to play their games because of that company we sold. I'm putting in uh, a lot of money of my own because I love my country, and I need to go to D.C. to the Senate, be that voice like Trump was in the White House, like Ron DeSantis is today as a governor in Florida, and stand up for America first and get this country back on track for its citizens. So why is it more important now than it was under the Trump administration? Just to grab, again, as a business guy, look at perspective and examples to, to show the contrast. Southern border, 125,000 per year under Trump in the last year of administration under Remain in Mexico policy. This is a new era of intentionality to bring down this country under Mark Kelly, Biden, Harris, and that regime of far leftists. Because, guys, even before a title change, we're talking 48000 a week. And, guys, uh, I've worked hard and earned the endorsement of the National Border Patrol Council, all 21,000 members. Uh, their management is leadership strong in our campaign. They're out there with us every day. They were just with us today, Nan and Benson, and be with us uh, again this afternoon uh, here in Tucson. They are strong in our campaign because they want a fighter who will get that border secure. I've been there many times, guys. It is unconscionable what's happening. Uh, We have literally Russian military-age males coming through that border now. I've seen it in my own eyes two weeks ago. And it's it's not just Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala. Our neighbor is a transit point. Don't look at it in people, and I will stand up to this in a heartbeat about a humanitarian effort. This is the world coming here to take advantage of our taxpayers and our citizens of this country. We have the most generous legal immigration system on the planet. That's great. We're all a product of it. But we're losing our country over illegal, unfettered, open borders. And they're not even arrested. They are processed and sent all around this country to go into our schools, which they have no business being in that. They don't understand the language or the culture in our hospitals, our Medicare medical systems. 
Uh, it is a travesty of what's happening to the American taxpayer being treated the way you are. And that's part of America first, is the working man and woman that helped build this country comes first, not last. You and I are both vets. I was in the Marine Corps. You, of course, could read, so you went to the Army. How has your training in the military prepared you for the U.S. Senate? Well, I'll give you a strong credit there, brother, for uh, being in the Marine Corps, and uh, I love the, the back and forth uh, push-pull on that. One of my best friends was a recon... Uh, These two have been going at it since they met about <laughs> 20 minutes ago. <laughs> my uh, best friends in life, um, Marine uh, recon uh, commander out of uh, Naval Academy, super guy. Um, it is a, a matter of the discipline that you saw in the military, how you take care of your people, your material, your weapons, and you're always ready to stand up and fight for America. This lackadaisical attitude of anything but America, almost of politicians in D.C. today. Uh, yes, I'm one senator, but it is a very meaningful vote today because it's so evenly divided. I intend to inject backbone particularly in the conservative side of the wing of the party, and lead from the front, as I understood and learned in the military. Uh, I, our team outworks all the other Republican campaigns. I'll run circles around Mark Kelly in this upcoming campaign. We're doing over 1,200 miles a week for the last 11 months, getting all across this beautiful state. Brother, I'm not going to leave a single vote on the field. It's just like when you make sure when you're in the military, you never, ever leave a man on the field. Every vote in the state counts. We're on our Easter ad that's up right now out on Telemundo and Univision because our Latino citizens need to know there is an alternative to the leftist agenda that's going to take them down just like they try to take everybody else down in this country. The ones I talk to are pissed that they've been lied to you know, by the current branded administration and everybody else, and it's been going on and on and on. So when you, when you left the Army... Um, you weren't wealthy. You started your company from scratch. You signed the front of the paychecks, not just the back of the paychecks. You understand how business works. What does that bring to the table for the Senate? We also uh, did more money. We did it on sweat equity. Um, built that uh, beautiful company, as uh, mentioned uh, a moment ago. And it tells you that it's focus on your strategy your objectives every day. Make sure that you have the highest customer satisfaction. Well, in this case, the taxpayers are the, are the customers. That strategy is called the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I intend to focus on that every day, and it is not in that Constitution what the U.S. government today is doing in all these crazy left-wing ideas or the rampant government growth and overreach. That Constitution is based on personal citizen freedom, and I intend to be at the tip of the spear, the warrior in D.C. for the American citizen to make sure we get that right back and it be darn clear. Just like in business, you focus every day looking over the hill as a CEO, looking on the horizon out five years, and that's a big part of why I'm running because I I fear for my country, literally fear that we will lose our country at the rate we're going in less than five years. And so part of that is to say, listen, we have got to get the budget under control immediately. Not just that, but we have got to start paying this debt down, $30 trillion. Our kids and grandkids cannot pay that back. We must start leading right now and doing that by 
many ideas I've got we could get in detail on, but those are the things that the military and business taught me about helping to get my country back. You brought up freedom. Uh, let's talk Second Amendment for a second. You've got uh, the Brand administration uh, up there rallying against so-called ghost guns and want to make them illegal. Um, he's also appointed another gun grabber to run the ATF. Your thoughts on this? One of the most fundamental rights that protects that Constitution and that Bill of Rights is that Second Amendment. You know, we saw it from the original foundings of this country in the American Revolution in order to protect and keep the government out of our personal lives and keep them in the constitutionality of what they're supposed to be doing. And and I firmly believe it's the only one of the only reasons, the the, the major reason, while with this country we may not have lost it already, I stand four square behind it. And yes, for those who abuse that right in terms of committing crimes, and of course we've got to get tough on it. That's in part why the Arizona Police Association and sheriffs have endorsed our campaign, and again, actively working on our campaign. Well, one of the things I see in Arizona is that the uh, prosecutor right down here in Pima County is letting those people go. She is not prosecuting those career criminals. And when you take a look, now I, I went ahead and did some research. Take a look at New York City and take a look at the go- so-called ghost guns there. Their ghost guns aren't guns that you built from scratch. They're guns that basically had the serial numbers filed off and you know sold from one criminal to another criminal. And when you take a look at the actual number of so-called ghost guns, and let's use Brandon's you know, definition of it. It's 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 higher than I thought, but it's like nine percent. It's virtually nothing. You know, that of course is, you know, our far least worry, Bruce. Eb and, and Jim, we have a caller, Adriana. I think she says that she's a big fan of Jim. Adriana, go ahead. Hi, yes I am. Uh Mr. Lame, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to address us as taxpayers because that's all that the uh, Democrat Party seems to see us as taxpayers. And as a mother of three children who have just gone into the workforce within the past three years, I'm concerned about the future that they have regarding finishing their education, uh, moving forward and uh, building their lives, you know, buying a home, um, starting their own families, because I feel like they're just going to be taxed and taxed and taxed. And, they're kind of the workforce that's going to be taking care of all these illegals if something doesn't happen soon. Hey, Jonah, thank you uh, for that very much. Uh, let me address those three things, education, jobs, and, and taxes. Education, uh, you know, it's immoral uh, that we allow what's happening out of the Department of Education in Washington. And uh, most of us even call it the Department of Indoctrination because the education part of that is the last thing they look at doing. And I will do everything in my power. It's on our website. I'm not just saying this on this radio show. On our website, I will do my level best to close that department and get it back to the states. state of Arizona is very capable of it. We need to get some unions out of the way as well. I am very pro-student, teacher, parent. That's who needs to run our schools, not that. And so we get back to great education because that is the ticket to the American dream. You talk about the uh, taxes. You know, we send $4 trillion to Washington today. By gosh, that's enough. We need to make sure our spending gets under control. It is out of control today, and I intend very much, and it's, again, on our website. We will prioritize on 
safety, meaning military, law enforcement, border patrol, et cetera. We will provide for those who cannot physically work mentally, physically for themselves. That's a good Christian nation does that. And third, those who've put into Social Security and Medicare, make sure that is there and save it. After that, absolutely everything is on the table. Relative to your third point on jobs, I am extremely pro-American in that respect, as we talked a moment ago about ensuring that the world plays by the same rules that we make our own companies play by, or they're going to get tariffed coming in the door and bring back those great paying jobs, get back to energy dominance, great paying jobs, get back to mining and really open up great mining because we do it most responsibly and the cleanest on the planet. Thank you, Adrian. Hey, um, Mark Kelly, uh, Jim, was believed to have uh, resided in Tucson before he went to D.C., but we never in southern Arizona ever saw him uh, before he became a senator. Now, since he's become a U.S. senator, we still don't see him, but unless he comes into town to filch money from from Democrat supporters. Uh, You reside in Maricopa County. One of your Republican opponents has been a statewide elected official. We never see him either. Uh, John Kyle, I'm sure you know uh, Senator Kyle well. Um, He learned a long time ago, and certainly we talked about it while I was on the RNC, that the only way that you can win statewide in this in this election is not to bypass Pima County. Pay attention, and as John would say, not to lose it by as much as as the other guys wanted you to lose it by. So my question is, if you're serious about winning and and serving all American all, all Arizonans, will you promise to pay attention to Southern Arizona before and after the elections? Absolutely, Bruce. Uh, you know, I come from rural roots myself. Yeah. I've got a uh, very strong heart for that and people who work with their hands, you know, the way I came up. And if you look at our travel schedule, how we've been all across this uh, state, you will see the a very large part of it, you know, from Yuma, Nogales, uh, Tucson, across in Benson, et cetera, and then, of course, in northern Arizona and Prescott, Payson, uh, Kingman, uh, Havasu, uh, because the, the people out there feel the way you do is that the state of Maricopa uh, and the 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 imperial wizards of D.C. have forgotten about them. They're the ones that played by the rules all their life. They're doing it today. They're paying the taxes. They're making this country work. They're the ones that volunteer and go into the military, yet they're the last ones considered when it comes to anything to do with their country. And I intend to very definitely stand up for them and reverse that trend from business standpoint. You know, uh, even though I was the, uh, the founder, chairman of the company, majority owner, uh, the largest shareholder uh, of the uh, company, uh, also gave a very important report every quarter uh, to the shareholders of that company, including the 400-plus that I gave shares to that were uh, management and team members and workers mm-hmm. uh, in, the com- in the country. I intended to do the very same thing here. Now, we're going to D.C. to work. Uh, we're, I'm not giving up a year and a half of running and 12 years of my life in order to go up there and play tiddling weeks. This is a very serious job I'm undertaking, and I intend to be a very serious producer of results. I'm not going there to talk and, and listen to guys. I'm going to get things done. The staff of other senators I see, typically uh, young college Republican or Democrat graduates, guys, I'm bringing a team of beef up there. And I'm going to bring a Border Patrol guy who's retired who knows that border today that's Brandon Judd and that team uh, know well. I'm bringing someone here who understands water like and what we need, and I'm big and bold in bringing water from the Mississippi River out here in addition to the other efforts that we've got going. So, guys, uh, I'm all in for rural Arizona. And let me talk about the, 
discussed that a moment ago about bringing American manufacturing back. The uh-huh. best place to put that, absolutely rural Arizona. Uh-huh. we got great right-to-work uh, laws here. we got great people. We've got some good universities. We've got to get the cost of them down. We've got to get the focus back on education. So we've got – I am all in for rural Arizona. Let's talk Title 42 for a second. Uh, you've got Mark Kelly basically trying to mimic Kirsten Cinema on Title 42. Why is he trying to do that, number one? And why the hell should anybody believe him? Absolutely do not believe him any more than you would believe a communist Chinese party official getting on the radio and telling them they love America. This guy has sold out his country. He lied to Arizonians when he said he was a moderate. He has voted 100% with Chuck Schumer and whatever George Soros and Schumer told him to do. 100%. And I will not leave a single mind open on that during the course of this campaign. Yes, he served his country just like you and I did, Eb. But somewhere he made a hard turn left. I suspect may have been in the private equity that helped fund his small company. Uh, that um, came from uh, China. The fact that uh, you know he has openly espoused uh, many uh, positive things about them. That southern border is open intentionally. It is not a humanitarian case. It is not good for this country. Again, of the many times I've been down there and seen what's coming through that border from China, Russia, Congo, Cuba, etc., uh, it's unconscionable that he can call himself a senator and allow this to be happening. If he decided tomorrow that he wanted that border closed, he would make that happen because he could go into the Biden administration and tell him that's exactly what he is not for closed borders whatsoever. He's just simply down in the polls. We're beating him five points today, and he knows it, and he's going to lie to you again, Arizona, but I don't think you're going to take that, and I'm going to make sure in advertising you know when he's lying. Let Jim, me do one quick follow-up before we go because we're running short. Uh, you get in, you become senator, how quickly can you have that border shut down? My goal, I've said this on the website and all across the state, guys, that is my number one job, my number one focus. And I will do everything I can in the Senate to close down the business of the Senate in order to close that border. Guys, our country is in being invaded 48,000 a week. I will not rest until I can do everything I can to close it. I've told President Trump, when I spoke with him one-on-one down in Mar-a-Lago, I've told, of course, he gets it. I've told Mitch McConnell when he's called and said, hey, he can read the polls just like we do, and he's looking forward to me being in D.C. when Rick Scott calls. When I talked to Senator uh, Cruz, I said, guys, we must band together. We have got to stop the business of the U.S. Senate until that southern border is closed. It's imperative. Bruce. Jim, you have some notable endorsements, National Association of Police Organizations, Tom Homan, Mark Morgan, uh, plus the National Border Patrol Council, Arizona Police Association, and the Arizona Conference of Police and Sheriffs. Uh, other prominent leaders in the America First um, movement, uh, former Attorney General Matt Whitaker, uh, former Acting Secretary of Homeland Security Chad Wolf, plus my friends Matt and Mercedes Schlapp. Ambassador Rick Riddell has endorsed you, and I think the world of him. I've known him when I was in the RNC. And you have an upcoming event uh, very quickly in Saddlebrook with him. Tell us about the line of the signed uh, (laughs) line in the sand event and how you know Rick. Bruce, thank you for that. Uh, Yes, that's uh, next Wednesday at 530 uh, Saddlebrook. Uh, It is RSVP, so please go to the website. Uh, It will not cost you a penny and you're going to get a great 
meeting uh, with Rick and myself in terms of talking about those America First policies. He's seen it front and center. You know, he's in the Trump administration. He now uh, is his office is next door to the president in Mar-a-Lago, and when he goes back to Bedminster, so as a direct line there. Uh, Rick reached out uh, to me actually and said, "Hey, I've been following your campaign, and this was oh about four months ago." He said, "You're our guy. You're the right guy for this country. You're the right guy to lead from Arizona as America First, and he's been working strongly with us since then. We'd love to see everybody out. Uh, we've uh, the facility uh, will hold a little over 300, and we're well over 200 now. Please jump on our website at Jim Layman." L-A-M-O-N dot com next Wednesday, the 20th at 5.30. We'd love to have you there. Hey, Mr. Producer, we are up against the bottom of the hour break. Once again, over as usual. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be right back with GOP primary candidate for U.S. House from CD6, Juan Siscomani. You're listening to Inside Track. We'll be right back. Thanks for coming on, Jim. Thank you, gentlemen. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. What other kind of customers do you have? So our biggest customers are actually like ranchers and people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences. We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is A, we sell scrap to the mill. So... Uh, we have a relationship there and then we can buy material what they're making bringing it back and so we save on freight and we have relationships for years with them so i think that's really our niche market we'll sell whatever you need tucson iron and metal surplus call 209-1579 stop by the yard 701 east 36th street open monday through saturday essential pest control leaves bugs belly up with science You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Eb Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. Are you letting rising inflation interfere with your ammo budget? Don't do that. Let us show you how to buy the same goods and services 20 years from now as you can today. We manage money for gun owners and we can guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Welcome back. Our host, our, our host, our guest for the rest of the show today is friend of the show, Juan Siscomani. Uh, he is a official GOP primary candidate for U.S. House from CD6. Thanks for joining us today, Juan. Thank you, Bruce. And the official sounds really good. That yeah, doesn't it? The process is over. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I understand you're on the way to your son's baseball game um, where you're a coach. Uh, glad to see you so involved in your kids' cam- uh, in your kids' activities while jug- juggling all your campaign schedule. That's good stuff, Dad. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm actually sitting here uh, in my car on the field where uh, game, game kickoff, or it's a football game, actually, but the kickoff is at 2 p.m. So I've, um, I'm happy to be on with you guys. Though. All right, Thank you. football. Love it. Look, uh, Juan, since we last talked, the world has been turned upside down. 
I'll start by asking the same question uh, we wanted to ask a previous guest, Jim Lehman. Uh, uh, the Ruskies are waging war in Ukraine and threatening elsewhere, but the real threat to America and the world security is the CCP. Southern Arizona plays a huge role in national defense. Davis Monthan Air Force Base, Fort Huachuca, Raytheon, and the Goldwater Range. Um, as a member of Congress, what do you see your role in maintaining peace through strength and also keeping our local economy strong? Well, I think that's a great way to pose that, uh, that question. And uh, I would have just piggyback off in a statement form that I will do everything in my power to continue to support both our military bases and any operations out of them in the district, both in Fort Huachuca and in Davis Mountain Air Force Base. When people ask me what committees I'm going to want to serve on, one of you get to choose two. One of them will be armed services. And this is the reason why. Because when you talk about Fort Huachuca, uh, this is a big uh, operation for cybersecurity, national defense, and economic impact. And you mentioned that. Uh, you have over almost $3 billion with over 20,000 jobs depending on this. Uh, we have the strategic and unique assets here in our region that we have to protect. And this is, of course, national security, as you mentioned it. And this has to do with economic impact in our region, both for davis Monthan, but certainly for Cochise County and for Huachuca there. So um, living in a, in a growing up in a county with where the base has been such a, a big factor of it and both identity and pride and, and, and support of it being essential to our well-being economically and national security, I will continue to be that force of, of support for it. Absolutely. We're speaking with Juan Siscomani, Republican candidate in the August 2nd Republican primary. His website is www.juansiscomani.com. Juan, President Biden keeps referring to our inflation problem, saying Vladimir Putin caused prices to skyrocket. Do you agree he's lying? And what measures would you support as a member of Congress to get inflation under control? I vehemently disagree with that statement. And I think all Americans that are paying attention to what's happening today and that uh, remember how it was just a short year and a half ago, two years, and we were not seeing these kind of gas prices where now it's up almost 50% from where it was uh, just a year ago. You have um, many meats up 19, 20%. And I always tell people what I'm tracking is uh, kids' shoes. With six kids, you got to see where that is. And that's up 13% in case anybody else wanted to know. These are the kind of things that all Americans are feeling. And you also just probably just recently saw that mortgage rates hit a 5% for the first time since 2011. Yep. They're now at five and a half. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. It's, they're just getting worse now. And, and uh, house prices are not dropping yet. So you have this equation where the house prices are, are high and the interest to get into these homes are high as well. This is leaving middle-class families and, and certainly any other uh, family out of the range of owning a home. This directly impacts the American dream and what we're all about. So the, all this is not happening because of some other reason that he wants to point the finger at. And this administration has become very quick at just pointing the finger at either President Trump or even now other foreign nations for the mishaps and the mishandling of their own doing here uh, here in our homeland. The when you have inflation hitting an eight and a half percent here in the U.S. Uh, back in March, back last month, um, this is the you know the fastest twelve month pace since 1981. 
These are these are real numbers, and this has a real impact on people. And this administration wants to spend their way out of inflation. They want to spend their way out of this uh, this situation that they've gotten us in, and they can't do that. That's not the formula to to get us out. We have to control our, our overspending, but everything they're proposing is just getting us deeper, 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 and deeper into this uh, this hole of inflation and many other uh, economic uh, consequences. Hey, uh, Juan, Eb here. In Israel, 14 innocent people have been murdered in the streets by Palestinian terrorists yesterday. Uh, they went violent, and 150 were wounded. Israel's Prime Minister Bennett, his defense chief Gantz, have urged Israelis to carry firearms with them to help prevent even more mayhem and has proposed a civil guard to work in conjunction with the police and the IDF. If you win the nomination, you're going to be running against a major gun grabber and defund police advocate. Why is a well-armed populace so important to the safety in America, just as it is now in Israel? Well, Israel has been a leader in in this kind of approach. For I mean, they, they have to protect their borders at all costs, and, they, and, and they're in a situation where this works for them. They, they've been a leader in this and in water. And when we look at our country, the the right to bear arms has been an essential part from our founding fathers that has made us the country that we are today. I'm a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment, as it was written by our founding fathers. I'm a life member of the NRA, so th- this is a, an issue that is very close to home because um, it, it's a right that every American has. And also, like you mentioned, those running on the left in this race are going to make this a central part of their campaign to try to come and continue to infringe on our Second Amendment rights. I want uh, them to make that a central part of their campaign. I, you know what? When they do, they will. And when they do, we're going to be we're going to be ready for that. And I'm going to my position has been clear since the get go that we need to continue to support um, our Second Amendment rights and our right to bear arms. And that's that's what that's where I stand on this. I'm a, obviously a, a gun owner, and and I raised my kids to be responsible with. Uh, with that right that we have, again, from our founding fathers. This isn't something that, that was recently granted to us. What we've seen recently are attacks to take that away more and more and more. But you're going to find in me a member of Congress that will fight for that right for all our citizens, for sure. Good. Speaking of gun owners, we've got a caller. Charles Heller. Charles, go ahead. Juan, um, I admire your zeal and your sincerity, and I have a tough, two, two tough questions for you. Number one, uh, the fellow you used to work for in the uh, in the uh, the hired help there in the governor's seat did a remarkably uncourageous job of sticking up for the citizens of Arizona vis-a-vis COVID, and basically fell that fell on his face in defending individual liberty. You uh, would you like to take this opportunity to distance yourself from that policy? Well, what I'll, I'll, what I'll tell you is my, my job with the state has been around the Arizona-Mexico Commission and the relationship with the state of Arizona. I started out in southern Arizona, and that expanded into our, our both border security and trade relationship with Mexico. So that's been the extent of my job with, with the state. Um, that is a, a Governor Ducey appointment uh, for, that, uh, for that position, and obviously anything and anyone working for the state reports to the governor. That's that's my background, and I'm glad you you know called in and, and gave me the opportunity to to talk about that. What I can tell you is that being um, governor and and what the governor decided on these issues and others has uh, nothing to do with the way that I'm running my 
my approach on this. These are federal issues that I'm going to be tackling. I'm not running for for the governor position. What I can tell you is that these are this is my position on this issue and any other one that we can discuss. And people are wondering, well, you work for the governor. How does that relate to where you are? Um, I think people can appreciate when you're your own man and you're going to uh, uh, govern and you're going to make decisions based on the circumstances in front of me today and where my why morals and my ethics and my and my uh, view of government comes in. And I can tell you that the more the government grows, the less our individual liberties uh, become. And that is something that I'm going to be fighting very hard for. You mentioned individual liberties, and that's what that's what I'm all about. You guys know my background. My family came from came from Mexico. We went through the process of becoming U.S. citizens. And my parents still get get dressed up today to go vote because it's worth something for them. So when you come from somewhere else where you can actually compare uh, the alternative to where we are as a country and who we are, you, you value it differently. And, uh, and I come from that, that perspective of having grown up in, a, in an immigrant household where uh, our, our right and our security to vote has, is cherished because that wasn't there where they came from. Their right to bear arms, that was, you know, it's here today and it wasn't there where they came from. So these are all things that are not only good policy positions that I now have, but they're embedded in my, in my upbringing because of where my parents follow- came from and always teaching me to value them. May I follow that up? Be my guest, yeah, Charles. Sure. Juan, that is a stunning evasion of the question uh, uh, commensurate with something like Jen Psaki would do. Would you like to now answer the question? I answered your question. I What, what I you answered did not. was that, well, I, I, tell me how I didn't answer it, and I'll be happy to answer it. Governor Ducey goofed badly on freedom when it comes to covid would you like to take this opportunity to separate yourself from that policy? I'm, by, by separate, I mean say, say whether or not you agreed with it and whether or not you would support a governor that would do that in the future. Thank you, Charles. Uh, what, I, what I'm telling, yeah, yeah, Charles. What I'm telling you is that any policy and any vote that I take in Congress will be to support the Second Amendment. Uh, I can't look at what others have done and just compare myself to every single person that has come before me in offices that ha- are not even in this in this office to compare and say this is what I would do differently from this person or that person or that other person. What I can tell you and what I'm here to do is to reflect my own position on what I would vote on and how I would filter any kind of bill that comes to my desk with an intent to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights. And I will not support anything that infringes upon our Second Amendment rights. You can fill in the blank in, in whichever category you want to bring in there, compare it to somebody else. This is where I stand. I will not support legislation that infringes upon our Second Amendment rights. And, and that's, I think that, is, that answers the question very directly. Hey, uh, Juan, earlier this week, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced plans to bus illegals to Washington, D.C. so that the Biden administration would be able to more immediately address the needs of those people that they are allowing to come across the border. Any reaction? Well, they need to face the problem immediately. And this is a way that governors are um, using whatever right they have and availability to them to really put the issue before the White House on this. Uh, I think everyone living on the border here, especially in southern Arizona, we uh, feel, uh, you know, underrepresented by our by our U.S. Uh, officials, both on the on the Senate side and, and definitely on the on the congressional side with anchor Patrick now that is 
you know, to some extent, a non-issue given that she's retiring. But um, they haven't done they've done a terrible job in securing our border and any measure that really, you know, heightens the, the problem with the Biden administration. We have to take on that. So I think that's a that's a very interesting approach. I think other governors are, are you know, falling in line with that. And, and we'll see we'll see what happens. But I mean, this needs immediate attention and all measures to get their attention and force their hand to do something about the issue is necessary let's follow that up arizona has miles and miles of unprotected border wide open last month there were two hundred twenty thousand illegal immigrants who broke our laws coming to america would you vote for finishing the wall in arizona new mexico and texas as well as increasing the size of border patrol customs ice homeland security to staff then process those a- applicants and dramatically increase federal magistrate judges and courts to control this illegal immigration? An emphatic yes, that, that we need to do that. The wall needs to be finished. More resources need to be added to our Border Patrol. I've, um, I was at the border uh, in Cochise County taking a, a tour with a sheriff there just uh, about 10 days ago, and I can tell you that our, our, our officials, our law enforcement officials, are seeing the biggest uptick in encounters and, and apprehensions that they've ever seen. The other thing that they're seeing is this infiltration into the neighborhoods of the area. And, and a lot of this can be alleviated by, of course, finishing the wall in these areas where it can be built, also by enhancing the resources, enhancing the technology, and adding more boots on the ground. This is something that our Border Patrol agents right now have been asking for for a long time, and they are at the lowest level of discouragement right now because of all that they're seeing, the lack of support they're getting from their own, from, from you know, the federal side of things, their own boss, basically. And, and uh, a lot of this is being put on the local sheriffs. And it's not a winning formula. It's not a sustainable formula, for sure. And we're seeing the, the results today. You're absolutely right, 221,000. Uh, migrant encounters in March uh, of, of this year. That, that's uh, incredible, 189% increase in the Tucson sector uh, from, from last year to this year. And Yuma, 1,200% uh, increase in, in, in the apprehensions. Th- this, can't be, th- this, this just cannot be done. This cannot be uh, continue. And fentanyl overdoses have replaced now car accidents as the leading cause of death for people 19 and younger in Pima County. Juan, I have this a question. Is- I have a question for. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but or time is short. No, no, you're okay, Bruce. Go ahead. So, uh, you have two choices that you can make for committee assignments if you're elected to Congress. You mentioned one, which is arm, uh, armed services. What would your second choice be? The the other one would be in uh, national security for the border. So you can choose um, a homeland security committee. And there's a subcommittee that is border security on that one, and that's what I would that's what I would prioritize. Okay, so one one last final question before we let you go, and we we come to the end of the show. Yeah, we're down to the last two America minutes. America first does not mean Americans don't care. I think support of America first principles means we like energy independence and not being dependent on other countries for commodities like mm-hmm. lithium and molybdenum uh, and building computer chips. Um, you know, even such small things we take for granted like wheat aspirin and surgical gloves as a member of congress what policies would you support to help make the usa not have to depend upon foreign countries to the extent we do for these essential things we need you have we have to look at the at the game plan and the game book that president trump had uh, a lot of this has been undone by biden on day one and and consequently after that 
we have to go back to these policies that benefit America, that we have, we're looking at, at what impacts Americans first. Of course, you know, Biden canceled the Keystone Pipeline and stopped new oil and gas leases on federal lands and waters immediately and then gave the green light to Putin's pipeline. These are the kind of knee-jerk reactions and decisions that are, quite frankly, just damaging what, what we can do and our supply chain as well. You look at the supply chain. This wasn't just by accident either. This is my, my, my expertise and my background in trade and in commerce. That's why I heavily supported the USMCA deal that, that President Trump orchestrated that improved NAFTA because he did it from the lens of America first. He did it from the lens of what benefits Americans. Let's level the playing field in terms of fairness on trade. And in this way, other countries win as well, but we're not being impacted by it. And, and he had a priority of American jobs as a top priority for any deal. And that's where we need to come in. We need to look at all these international trade uh, agreements and treaties and what we do here at home with the lens of what benefits our citizens first before Ron, anything else. Ron, we're out of time. Give us your website information once once more. Sure. Juan Siscomani. It's www.juanciscomani.com. Please visit it and stay in touch with us. Hey, thanks for appearing on Inside Track today. Best of luck to you. Hope you won't be a stranger as the campaign moves ahead. Insiders, Eb and I hope you've enjoyed the show today with Sean Fund, U.S. candidate for Senate, Jim Lehman, and CD6 GOP primary candidate Juan Siscomani. Our show is podcasted both on KVOI and on Apple Podcasts. Until next week when we have another great show planned for Inside Track, this is Bruce Ash And Eb Wilkinson. Thanking you for listening in today. We'll see you again in 167 hours. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. A lot of the, the cities and the counties around have initiatives for artists. I think we're one of the premier artist suppliers for steel. First Saturday of every month, you can come down early and actually go through the scrapyard across the street. It's seven acres of metal. You can walk through with our people and pick out what you want. It's always interesting to see what the artists have done. We've done uh, actually a couple projects with the U of A engineering department and music department where the engineering music students came down together. They had to pick something out of the scrap and uh, they had to build an instrument. And we have one of those in front of the plant. Some really cool things come out of the scrap. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard. 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management reminding you that every good and excellent thing stands moment by moment on the razor's edge of danger and must be fought for, including getting out of debt, building your wealth, and protecting your God-given right. We manage money for gun owners. Let us help you retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me at 777-1911 or wilkinsonwealthmgmt.com.